Joker, was it good? That's what we're going to discuss today. I'm Ravi, joined by my two brothers, Christian and Arjuna, and our guest today, Lo. Welcome, everyone, and how is everyone? Good. Great. Good. Feeling welcomed. <laughs> That's great. That's Ooh. good. I'm glad everyone feels welcomed. We're discussing what happened in Todd Phillips' film, The Joker, our one-word impressions, theories, rants, and answering that age-old question, was it good? It's actually said, was it good? Was it good? <laughs> also, I want to correct something. <laughs> uh, an earlier good? statement you said, you said everyone feels welcome. Well, I feel unwelcome. So. I didn't say. <laughs> you did. Everyone. Low. You said, I'm glad everyone feels you welcome. Did. Oh, did you did. I, I uh, legitimately uh, already forgot uh, that because so, uh, I just don't care. So I just want to <laughs> say that you are a liar and a charlatan, <laughs> and uh, you cannot trust the host of this podcast. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Can yes. you trust any host of any podcast? Can you trust the Joker? No, you can't trust uh, the Joker. Well, you see that little pivot there? That's called professionalism. <laughs> um... Before Arjuna, you know, talks to everyone's ear off. Lo, you're a guest here. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, happy to be here. Appreciate you jumping. We all actually just saw the Joker a little bit ago today. Mm. Um, you know, if we if we were to, I don't know, give it a one word impression. Oh, <laughs> see what I did there? So casual. Is that a pivot? It's a pivot to our pivot? section called One Word Impressions. We should come so. up with better titles for these. I mean, maybe the producer should. All, all, everything out. falls under the producer, That's Krishna. Kind of the whole point. <laughs> Wait, I'm Lo, the you're you're our guest today. So how about we start with you? I, I feel like are you familiar with what we do with these one word impressions? Do you need to? It's just basically like one word to describe how misery, misery porn, miserable, but like in a good way. Gotcha. Mm. <laughs> gotcha. Miserable misery. Okay, misery. Interesting one, Krishna. Mm. What was would you say yours? Actually, is? very similar. Uh, uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Yeah, there were there were definitely some uncomfortable moments, and I mean that in a good way, as in like that was the intention, but it was job. still like, like yeah. claustrophobic. Yeah, like there were parts where I, you know, still not having a panic attack, but uh, I was uh, my heart rate was uh, was elevated. That might have been due to the caffeine as well, right before <laughs> the movie. Yeah, yeah, I saw you came into the movie theater with a with a coffee, with yeah. a coffee, which uh, was uh, was a new one for me. Did, um, did that not like make you feel kind of on edge? That uh, absolutely. That coffee combined with the movie, uncomfortable. Wow. And on edge. Damn. Juna, I'm gonna go with unreliable. Unreliable. I'm sorry. Why? Oh, because of the character. <laughs> well, because of the character. This is a, you know, so spoiler alert, like Ravi said, but this is a movie about uh, a character who is very mentally unstable. Yes. Uh, he doesn't know through potentially the entire movie what's real and what isn't. And uh, I think that emotion of unreliability is conveyed throughout the movie. So I would say the entire movie, you could argue, is unreliable. An unreliable film. Oh, dear. It's pretty good, actually. Um Almost as if I had that as my. Uh, Did you? Really? Oh <laughs> no, I didn't actually. Uh, in traditional, like true fashion, I I never come prepared with an impression. I just kind of make it up. I'm actually thinking about it as I'm having this conversation right now. So I'm going to go with dance. Dance, dance. Yep. They really did include a lot of that. Like a three, Thank you. there was a three minute segue of just him dancing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of dancing and. It's the kind of dance that I like to do personally. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd like to. Um, that slow, slow, weird dancing, mm -hmm. you know, as if nobody's watching. And if somebody was watching, it would be kind of awkward and uncomfortable. You're like trying out different animal forms, really. Like kind you're of. a lizard, then you're a bird, and then you're a, a joker. I mentioned wow. to uh, I mentioned to Floyd, who's a friend of the podcast, uh, right before this, that the scene where it's really slowed down, he's in his underwear and he's dyeing his hair. Oh, like, yeah. It's like a fun dance. But then imagine him doing that in real life. 
like it wasn't slowed down or like lit well. <laughs> He's just like flailing around like, like that. <laughs> like, that's Actually, the that's the incredible part. They should release a cut. Of the entire movie, regular speed with no music, <laughs> right. like as as is actually happening. Just, Very different movie. That's like one of my probably favorite. a goofy, goofy movie. <laughs> that, well, terrifying. One of my favorite YouTube videos is like Big Bang Theory without the laugh track. Oh like yeah, it, it's yeah. it would be like that uncomfortable. Have you seen the one where they put in the Titus laugh? So it just from Final Fantasy. So oh, it just God. sounds ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> Wait, the one where where he's like, ha, yeah, the, the, ha. <laughs> when it's like <laughs> fake laughing it just sounds like a heckler <laughs> through oh. the whole show <laughs> big bang theory with the joker laugh oh my goodness <laughs> uh so these are kind of interesting i think one word impressions we've got uncomfortable which i definitely felt dance unreliable and misery so if you combine that it's uncomfortable unreliable misery dance that sounds like a really cool interpretive dance style that somebody should come up with that yeah it's called the summary joker. of this review <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it is <laughs> That's our official review. That really should be. Judah, make that the thumbnail. <laughs> we get millennials. Seriously, that should. No, I mean, that's the thumbnail. Stop, stop laughing. I want you to actively go do this right now. Like, why is he laughing? It's making me uncomfortable. Uh, so moving right along. So we'd like to kind of give a recap of what happened. Uh, Lo, I want you to be aware that this is not the view or the uh, combined efforts or thought process of the three of us. This is just solely in Arjuna's head. It's actually not, though, because Lo helped come up with a couple of these. I did. <laughs> so, <okay>. Whoa, sabotaged. <laughs> anyway, let's, uh, let's just jump into it. Uh, here we go. This is what happened in The Joker. Kids bullying adults. That sounds personal. Uh, protect yourself. Oopsie, here's my gun. You're fired. Bang, bang, bang. Bang. Isn't that a movie? <laughs> kiss, kiss, bang, bang? Yeah. I thought movie. about doing kiss, kiss, bang, bang, bang because he killed three people. But yeah, oh. it seemed, it seemed, yeah. It's not you. It's therapy. <laughs> that was low. Bang. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that's uncomfortable. I'm a comic. Here's my joke. The mom is real. The mom is real. That's interesting. Oh, okay. I can, I can explain. Do you want me to explain that? Yeah, can, let's, let's jump into sure, that Sure. So, so that references the part where the mother, Penny, um, what was it? Fleck. Uh, Fleck. Fleck has the stroke and he comes back and there's the ambulance and everything. Up until that point. She never interacted with him. She anyone. only interacted yeah. with him and actually had a theory going in my personal mind that she was not there. She was part of his imagination. Interesting. Uh, especially the way he acted around her. You saw like a more mature... Uh, Arthur taking care of her, like not having these weird social tics and being awkward. That's why I kind of thought it was in his mind. It could have been. Right. You're right. Absolutely could have been. So that was my theory. It's a good theory. Ricky Gervais Alfred is it? That was Ricky Gervais? No. No. Oh. He reminded me of him in the mannerisms because he was super like, how could you? Like super rude, like Ricky Gervais type facial expression. Oh, I see it. So Ricky Gervais Alfred is a dick. So that, and I wanted to actually ask about that. Um, And that's an entire section that I think we need to definitely dive into, which is the whole kind of tie-ins to the the comic book lore. To Batman, yeah. To Batman. Did you just touch my hand? I did because you actually missed one. I did? Yeah, right before Ricky Gervais. Oh, oh Batman is your brother. Yeah. Kind of an important one. Hey, uh, reading is hard. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, it is. For some well, there you go. It's not dyslexic. It's just, you know, laziness. <laughs> uh, infiltrate Arkham. Yep, 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 yep. By mom. Because he killed her. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't really his mom. Yeah, well, yeah, no, she adopted him. Okay. okay. She adopted him. By mom. <laughs> uh, fake relationship. Disappearing scissor act. Ooh, right into the neck. 
<laughs> I want to see that. That was you, Lo? Okay. Mm. What, did you do that along the lines of Heath Ledger's Joker with yes, the pencil? Yes, that's exactly Got what it. I said. The pencil trick. Mm. Pencil trick. But now it's scissors. Way more violent. Disappear. Uh, smearing makeup. Because, <laughs> you know, piss off the makeup artists. Uh, let's all dance to Gary Glitter. That's a low one. Low can explain. Can yeah? Can you? Yeah, it's the Gary Glitter song choice when he was doing like that crazy stair dance. It was just <laughs> so out of place that it was kind of like for the rest of the movie that had like slow cello yep. music, yep. and then to just include a Gary Glitter song. Bah, out of bah, bah. <laughs> I mean, I like that. That was. I mean, we'll get to our favorite and least favorite parts, but spoiler, that was. I liked it. One of mine. Mm. Uh, da, 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 a bizarre late night appearance, not featuring David Letterman. Does anyone know what that reference is? So Joaquin Phoenix took a two-year break from acting, uh. at, at which included that bizarre late-night mm. appearance with David Letterman. And when he went on with De Niro, that's all I could think of, of when literally uh, nine years ago yeah. he had like had this bizarre like theater. Yeah, the, for his, mo- his, docu- his fake documentary, right. I'm Still Here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dark Knight uh, Homage. Homage. homage, homage, homage. That references the uh, scene where he's in the cruiser and his 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 face is against the window. It's the exact same way. It's very similar to have a shot the Dark Knight. Heath with Ledger, the Joker. Yeah, he's yeah. the Ledger is kind of okay. has, has his hair. Uh, Birth of Batman. <laughs> you wouldn't get the joke. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. This is actually uh, this is one of your your better ones. But to be fair, this wasn't all you. So uh, good job, Lo. Lo, well done. It's Go the best one we've ever had. Just kidding, yeah. Arjuna. I like your ideas. They're all gold. You, yeah. just, you just can't appreciate art. Uh, there was one where it literally didn't make any sense. It did. They all make sense. It, it did. If you think it about was, it, uh, for that terrible movie, uh, the Joker, Triple Frontier. The, jo- the Joker said <laughs> that uh, you know everything is interpretive to subjective, the audience, subjective, subjective and yeah. interpretive Comedy is to subjective. the audience. So you guys just didn't, you know, they understand you it. Didn't it. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. So that's, I think that's a good it's a solid recap for a film that, you know, I think everyone coming out of it, I think uh, everyone's face after was kind of, you know, even the, the, the theater that we were in, I think everyone, you kind of felt it in the, in the theater where it was kind of like WTF, WTS. What did I just watch? What did I just watch? Yeah. Yeah. Was this a comic book movie or was this a, just a, a movie about, um, you know, an, an evil person? Why not or mental, mental ill. Or mental illness. Ill, yeah. Or mental illness. Um, yeah, I kind of want to dive in a little bit, I think, starting with kind of like who this Joker is, right? So what do we know about the Joker from our childhood? Like we all grew up watching, well, I don't know about you, but we all grew up watching the 90s Batman. We read comic books. You read comic books. (laughs) Mark Hamill, obviously, he's Joker is a big one. He becomes that because he's thrown into a bat of acid and that makes him crazy. Uh, this Joker was made crazy because of, well, unfortunately, child abuse, uh, mental disorder, and then, uh, and then society just kind of turning his back on him. Uh, what do we think about that in terms of does that feel a little weird being too close to home in this day and age, especially in America, where we've got really uh, unsettling, you know, crazy things? I mean, the last time Joker made an appearance on the big screen, unfortunately, there was the, the whole incident in Aurora Hills in Colorado. How do we how do we think about that? I know that's a huge loaded yeah. question, and, sure. and there was a reason because I'm slowly slowing down. I want some water. Ah, <laughs> well, I guess I'll go first. That I think everything you just said said there led to the feeling of discomfort that I felt during this movie. It was very close to home. It's I forgot there were many moments in this movie that I forgot it was about the Joker, and it was just like this guy who was suffering, putting on 
you know, clown makeup and trying to survive in a society that, you know, complete that he's just not he is not doing well in, right? So it was it felt for me it didn't feel like a comic book movie at all. There was there wasn't really any aside from the like references to the Waynes and obviously that's Bruce Wayne all that stuff though that it just that was more like dressing to this man's instability mm. if that makes sense that stuff was there to show his insanity and what he's yeah it's like dealing window with. dressing to the actual yeah thing. yeah like uh, it's so interesting because you'll see like a regular Batman movie and all that stuff is there but it's like at the forefront whereas this stuff was there in the background and but it's it's only there to to serve this character's yeah. development into becoming. You could, you could swap out the names with completely different names. Yeah. You could say New York City. You could say yeah. Smith. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and it, then it doesn't change the story at all. Correct. Right. Yeah. Which so, is yeah. kind of well, you know, low. What, what about you? What uh, did you like? We obviously you said misery was your impression of this thing. Well, yeah. I mean, you're like what you said. You're kind of watching a mentally ill man like struggle his way through life. But maybe that was a necessary change for like this generation's Joker because. Like, an attempt to make him not cool, but more sad. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not someone you want to emulate because his life sucks, right. you know? Mm-hmm. That makes sense, actually. That's, yeah. You know, because, like, with the whole Colorado, it was Colorado, right? Yeah, yeah. Aurora Hills. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, with that whole shooting, like, people were idolizing the Joker, quoting him, doing that. This one ma- really made him not cool. He was, like, nebbish, awkward, scared. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, so much awkwardness. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix I mean I'm sure we're going to say this a couple of times that, if that is not the Oscar winner right there for best performance I'd be I'd be shocked like he like he was oozing awkwardness he was, was, was oozing awkwardness he did physical transformation mm-hmm. he really obviously kind of did a, a true deep dive into like the character uh, the issues that he mm-hmm. is dealing with so it was a complete performance yeah for sure oh. Well, that was the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, like sitting I'm here, to, like I'm trying to. St- I know, and and that's I think that's the interesting thing with this film is, like Arjuna said, change the names. Mm. It's still a movie. It's a movie, sure. regardless of Joker, Batman, Wayne's Gotham, all those things that you're familiar with in like the Batman lore right. universe, and you're still sitting there thinking, oh, okay, the, wow. Like, there's a lot to kind of unpackage there. And then you couple that with, like, what is happening in the world. And mm. you're just like, oh, I'm very tired. <laughs> Actually, so I have, a, I have a question for you guys then. So just to flip it on its head, mm-hmm. after the movie that we just saw, mm. do you think that did – you, did you buy it? Is this, is this, a, is this, a, is this a, a real Joker to you? Is this somebody – in all your iterations of the Joker and the uh, character okay. that you know, yep. is this portrayal of the Joker, can it fit – in those other universes, in those other stories. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, mm-hmm. And and the reason hundred percent to to back up to back up for a second <laughs> so in terms of like is this a comic book movie? No, this isn't a comic book movie at all. Like it's uh it's a character piece, and it feels more like a it almost feels like an unofficial remake of Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I, when I watch this movie, uh, there's so many parallels to it in terms of like Robert De Niro's character is extremely similar yeah. to this Joker character we get. Right. Has anyone here actually seen King of Comedy? With Robert De Niro? I've seen King of Comedy, yeah. But I've yeah. heard, I've heard this. It's also, again, a very similar. I would, be, I would be curious to see if when Joaquin was uh, was was preparing for this role, if if he did actually draw from those 
movies and if he like talked to De Niro. Like the scene where he comes out in the TV show with Robert De Niro, he does the exact, it's framed in the same way yeah. as in King of Comedy. Right. So I feel like oh, they took those two movies, put them in a blender. Right. Interesting. Agreed. And I, and I, I the, the, quest, the question is interesting because I know at least two people already who didn't like this movie because uh, they felt it wasn't true to the Joker and that it was it was drawing upon these other non-Joker elements too much. But, so I it mean, didn't feel like a Joker movie I to mean, them. I mean, if you look at the... I disagree. If but. you look at the full <laughs> yeah. history that's, of Joker, yeah. though, right? Like, Joker's been around since the 1940s. Around that, yeah. I believe. So that's, you know, we're, we're coming up to 80 years of literature on this character. You know, his first appearances are goofy. Like, he's not mm. this, this you know, like, he's not the Dark Knight version of the Joker where he's this... Is that comic relief? Well, yeah, I, actually, actually, real know? quick, Arjun... Joker is actually based on a serial killer, but he's still he's still not like his early the, portrayals. Yeah, his early portrayals so are the, certainly not right. Dark, so the though. portrayals on television and TV and film was definitely like right. a goofy. But his his core sure. from the comics it was based on a serial killer who kind of tried to con- to get chaos and right chaos is like that big. But thing. but here's but here's the thing about comic books, right? Comic books are around for so long and, and the beauty of them and the growth of them is when we reboot stories and we tell different versions of them, right? Right. And that's how that's how you got a grittier Batman. That's how you've gotten, you know... A more realistic Gotham. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You Because you, you've had, you know, the Ch- Adam... Chicago. The Adam West, <laughs> the Adam West Batmans are, you know, goofy as all hell. <laughs> um, and then Frank Miller came in and made The Dark Knight. You know what I mean? Uh, so I just... To me, hearing the criticism, like, oh, it's too... It's not accurate enough. Yeah, sure. But there are multiple versions of the Joker. This this could still very easily fit mm-hmm. within some of the darker versions that we've seen of Batman right. and of the Joker. Killing I, joke. Yep. Yeah, Killing it, you, joke know, you know yeah. what I mean. Like yeah. it. Yeah. So he didn't fall in the the, the chemicals. And Bat like, of acid. You know, and he, oh, he inspired the killing of of. Um, Thomas Wayne and his wife. You Interesting know, like. thing. It's when he stopped taking the chemicals in this movie <laughs> that yeah. he went off the deep end. <laughs> oh. That is an interesting well, parallel. Yeah. It's, it's the opposite of right. the... Huh. That, that's a, I did not make that connection. That's cool. That is cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh got to keep this podcast moving before, you know. I mean, I, and I, think, it, I think it's interesting... Like I think all four of us that are somewhat doing it, where we we did just see this, mm. and like I said, a lot to unpackage, and I think we're just kind of going back and remembering certain For things sure. there. Um, I do kind of want to move into. Uh, I'm gonna start with favorite parts, mm. and I'm gonna go first. Damn it! Because <laughs> if you steal my part, my favorite part honestly is going to be any any piece of the film that ties in to uh the waynes bruce thomas wayne Mm. those sequences i thought were really really cool for two reasons number one it was a way to kind of make me remember that it is based on something that um is entertainment it's not real per se and it kind (laughs) of made it seem so that the thing wasn't to real life if that makes sense Yeah. yeah i i still needed it to be a comic book movie because if it wasn't that's it's just too seems, real. It's too real. It's it seems too real. way more horrifying. And yeah. like the whole reason I go to the movies is I want to be entertained and I want to escape. I want to escape. So yeah. the fact that that was there and they did a nice tie-in that helped, and I appreciated that. And then also, mm. I'm going to say my second favorite part was the whole kind of oh Thomas Wayne's my dad. Oh no, he's not my dad. And kind of giving logic and better or a different like origin to the Joker and everything. And then obviously. 
because of all of that causes the craziness and then well and know, then also if you i don't know if you guys saw it but when he's going through his mother's stuff he sees the picture he flips it over and it says you look beautiful tw thomas or, i love your smile is what it's yeah like. i love your smile yeah. which is and something said, she'd always tell him as right. well and then it's, mm. it's signed tw you know yeah. so they, they're they dropping in like we don't know like you don't we don't know what the facts are he, maybe he truly was adopted Maybe they did have this son, and it was all yeah. part of a cover-up. Cover and up. Uh, just to just to um, piggyback off that a little bit, uh, I liked this portrayal of Thomas Wayne because he wasn't a good guy. He was not a good guy, mm. and it it makes it way more believable that his son would grow up to be Batman. 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 Yeah. Someone who thinks it's crazy enough. Let's be honest. It's crazy enough to think that they need to dress up in a suit and fight crime like that. So I like I like I, I, liked, I, I agree I I, I like those scenes a lot. I thought I wouldn't, but I did. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you guys are all just copying me. No, no, that's not my favorite part. Oh, I was okay. just saying I like them. Do you want? Well, I, can go, I can go next. Well, Lo, what is your favorite part? <laughs> See what okay. I did there? <laughs> I do. I do. Okay. Well, I actually had two. One of them, unfortunately, is the same one you had. I really like the birth of Batman scene because it's way more believable that these millionaires would run into an alley to escape, you know, people rioting Chaos, than, yeah. than they just happen to, oh, let's take a shortcut through this dark and scary alley, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> so that's one, like, I like the way that was shot, too, with, like, rats running in the background. The the super rats. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that was, I was really like, is that did you, to something? Did you see, I don't know, was this supposed, I thought it was, a My, re- it might be a reference to some DC comic. Yeah. You know, I, they've, I mean, like a comics, penguin plot or something? <laughs> like, <laughs> comics you know? have, like, But did you all, did you all see, like, towards the beginning of the movie, there was a shot where there was a super rat like running yeah. in the alleyway yeah that was, I that was funny. funny there was one behind bruce when his parents died too it was like cat sized jesus <laughs> <laughs> also the scene where he's like imagining that he's meeting robert de niro's character and mm. like hugging him that was like profoundly sad yeah yeah because you you but, knew it was not real yeah uh and also then, though yeah i found it i like that as well because it was super it, if that's not a delusion of grandeur, I don't know what is, exactly. and that and that's that's key to to this to this character, right? Like these delusions of trying to be great and then imagining half of that greatness, and then going off the deep end. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. What about you? What was your favorite? My favorite part was the scene where he's getting ready and he's putting on his Joker makeup, and uh, his two uh, basically ex co-workers come and visit him <laughs> the reason i like that scene so much is because i think i felt every emotion there is in that scene i uh, was that was it was tense because you know he's locking the door after him uh you're like oh you're disgusted because it was so brutal and you know the scissors going into the guy's neck i was like that's super well done um it was funny because then the midget trying to his you <laughs> know the sad. the small guy trying to escape and like well it was funny because because it, you know it was it's, it was just a funny you know, at least I thought that was funny I don't know if that makes me weird um, but yeah it was it was yeah. sad as well uh, you know and also you just had no idea what he was gonna do like you know you don't know if he's gonna let that guy go it was weird that he let him go like. Kind of like, you were nice to me that one time. Yeah, so and then like, he got kisses him on the forehead. He's like, okay, run along now. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Like, that scene was – it was stressful, but it, I still Funny laughed. stressful. I still laughed. I was still horrified. I still felt sad. It was, every emotion I could think of, I – Maybe full, I wasn't. I wasn't happy. The but full gamut. Yeah, but uh, just about. I think the. I think for me, my favorite part was the climax. The you know the Joker going on more uh, more show at the end. Uh, I was sitting there. Uh, I was more scared during that scene than I was during the entirety of It Chapter Two. Uh, 
Yeah. Just because you know this is the culmination, you know he's going to do something. But you don't know what. Uh, you don't know exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was just kind of like cowering and just like waiting, you know, and like you'd you seen him cowering? practice. Yeah, I was, I was legitimately scared. I was terrified. At least there were no CGI scene. spiders in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> uh, and you just like the whole thing going in the rising tension and then like he just, you know, he shoots De Niro's character in the head. And I was just like... Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Oh uh, I just thought it was well done. and Expectations subverted. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, and, and it, was, it was a great climax. Like, that. that's going to that's gonna stick out to me for the movie. Mm. And his little dance at the end, but he's like, oh. <laughs> the, parts, the parts when he's, like, laughing, but, like, crying at the same time. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, what did we think about? So, obviously, we've been watching the trailers for quite a bit. Uh, as, as I mentioned, the top Christian is going to be cosplaying as the Joker at LA Comic Con. Uh, part of the thing was trying to figure out that laugh, actually, where we were. I think was it maybe it was you, Lo, or some. Yeah, I think you had said that it was potentially like a medical condition, compulsive, because in the trailer it sounded pain, like <laughs> you know, like forced. Forced, yeah. right? Which he did a great. Joaquin Phoenix did a great job, where it's like you're laughing so much, but you need to breathe still, so you're breathing through the laughter and that choking almost yeah. on it. Well, and then his face too, like you know, laughing manically, but then like crying yeah. and looking pained. You know, that's not easy to do. <laughs> no. Apparently, he had a lot of trouble trying to get that down too. He worked on it a lot. The uh, Joaquin Phoenix did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, least favorite part? Did anyone? I'll just throw it out and open it to the floor. Did anyone have a, a least favorite part? I, I, I have. A, this is a minor nitpick. Just like having worked in news and video, where they they pull out at the end and they show the thing, and then they have like the big montage of screens, like different newscasts about it, and they're like, "And here is the exclusive footage we got from NBC," and they show the full thing of the guy getting shot. I'm like, "Well, that would never happen. They, you <laughs> never show a shooting on television." Well, <laughs> this is back in the seventies. It's nineteen eighty one. Eighty one. It still wouldn't happen. Well, you don't they think did. So? They did show. Like, I think I was telling you or you on the way out that there was a newscaster that shot himself, and they did get like the full footage of it. And they, but they showed. They, they re-aired it. They re-aired it after it came. So out. then, that's believable. It Damn, was, it was brutal. Like, that's crazy. And actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like this movie was set during that period, '81 mm -hmm. or sure. the '80s, because I feel like you could get away with a lot more murdering three people on a train in this day and age. You'd get caught pretty quick. There's cameras. It's very There's cameras. Cameras and everything. So I think the time period also made sense to make it a little bit more believable because let's be honest, back in the eighties, you know, crime was not as high as it is today in some aspects, but that's actually false. Is it? Mm -hmm. Crime, crime is higher. So so crime has actually been falling for decades, but the coverage on it has increased exponentially. So even though crime is lower now than it has ever been, because the coverage on it is like three hundred percent more the than it was, the perception is that things are getting worse. When it's people are not scared. True. Yeah. Scared. Scared. Yeah. So, yeah, that's an interesting fact. Wow. Christian with the facts over here. I was going to say, my least favorite was when we got a kind of forced flashback to show that he was an unreliable narrator, like mm. that the relationship was fake. We didn't need to see that. Yeah. It was implied when she came up to him and said, hi, Arthur. And it's like, you, I, I turned to him and I was like, he never gave yeah, his name. Yeah, and I thought the same thing. Too. <laughs> yeah. Like, they should have just left that open to interpretation so that later, like you said, certain audience members could think the mom is fake. Right. And him killing the mom is symbolic of him killing that part of himself. Oh, that's, you know? that's true. Yeah. That makes more sense. I, and I, I agree. I, I think uh, almost everything with that character that uh, 
What was her name? Z- well, the character Zazie Beats. Zazie Beats is the actress. The yeah. character's name is Sophie. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you, Sophie. I you didn't are, even know her name. You are where the actress also plays Barney's mom in uh, How I Met Your Mother. No, no, no. That, no what, oh, that, I'm talking about something. Yeah, yeah no, you're talking about Penny. Yep, Penny yep, Fleek. Yeah. Penny Fleek. Yeah, but yes, you are right. You. you are right. Oh, yeah. Well, anyways, uh, yeah. <laughs> Everything with her, uh, she did a great job. But the way that it was presented, it just – it. It felt so. It felt. It just pulled me out a little bit because it's like this would never happen. And then obviously, not for they a guy showed. like this. But right. that's kind of the idea, and they should have kept it ambiguous so people yeah. can look at it Absolutely. and then have that scene play out the same. But don't spoon feed me that he's unreliable. Right. Yeah. Right. It was a little too heavy-handed mm. at that point. Um, that scene for me. Uh, this is Robbie speaking. Uh, that scene for me where he murders uh, the big fat clown. The blood on his face looked really fake. It was, for sure. And the CGI was bad. Wait, so the same scene that I said was my favorite part? Where he murders the fat clown? Yeah. That was, like, my favorite part. Yeah, but when he's sitting on... It's on gelatin blood. Is it? They it needed, looks so fake. They needed it probably for continuity to stay in the same spots on his face. So it's gelatin blood. You can tell because it's got an unnatural sticky look to it. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it, it looks it looks gelatinous for sure. Lo, I have this bit that I do where I complain about CGI and you've just kind of ruined it. So. Well, you can just reform it to say the blood effect looked bad. Fine. The super rat in that one scene looked like shit. You're lying. No, I am. It looked pretty good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best super rat I've ever seen. <laughs> Did this movie have any CGI in it? Like any overt in your face CGI? I would say probably like just like so. basic color correcting or removing like small pieces and things here. They probably ran it through whatever. Thomas to... Wayne's face. <laughs> uh, Robert De Niro, I wonder if they actually did some digital de-aging? effects. Yeah, some de-aging potentially. I could see that. Just makeup, man. What did we think of De Niro's performance? Oh, it was great. I thought it was, uh, it was typical De Niro. Like he was playing... Like, what'd you character. say about me? Like, De Niro-type <laughs> character. Yeah. yeah. Basic. Yeah. I liked his character. He played more recently on CNN. That was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Wait, was it just dropped F? My, oh, he was my hero. That was... that. That's why, like, if you look at that footage, obviously, they're shooting at, like, 30 or 60 FPS. And it's obviously a sharper image, but, like... It, he looks way older there than he did in this movie. For That's sure. why I wonder if like they did a little bit of like CG de aging on him. I no. think it was both because there were times like when he says hello, when he introduces himself to him in person, I could see the pancake. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I could see that they laid that shit on thick. <laughs> like, <laughs> makes sense. He's on TV in the movies. So. Mr. De Niro needs to look young as fuck. young and hot. Let's <laughs> fog up his face. Fog it up. <laughs> uh, okay, so we. Obviously, a couple of little things here. Nothing here, honestly, s- seems like it jumps out, like, that would ruin the movie, I don't think. Uh, Arjuna, you're, I think this is your theory, correct? Yes. Was it all in his mind? So, the reason, I I started thinking this through early in the movie, because, you know, I, like Lo said, it's, it's pretty clear if you're following along, he's an unreliable narrator. There's a lot of things that are said and done that make you question um, what's actually happening, Versus, you know, what we're seeing because we're following him around. And I thought the very last scene of the movie, which is him in Arkham, clearly a little bit of time has passed. You know, he's um, gained weight. He has a little bit of gray in his, like, sh- his shadow beard. And he has a little some gray <laughs> hairs on his, his the top of his head. So you would have to assume probably at least a few years have passed since we last saw him in 1981. And 
to me, it almost looked like they framed the movie as like he just told this person at Arkham the story, oh, and no, then you, you know what I mean. Or he just thought up this entire joke and was like, Haha, "You wouldn't get it." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that play, that you know, going from back to something you said, Christian, does this fit into the lore of the Joker? The Joker is always unreliable. Even like you know, he's in the go back to the version of the Dark Knight. He completely tells a conflicting story every time about how he got these scars, right? He, every character he tells a different person what happened. Uh, so I think I, I really liked how that scene played that up, and it really makes me think like, well, what was real? Like, what actually happened in this movie that happened in reality? Because every single scene is from his perspective. The only one that isn't is the killing of the uh, Thomas Wayne and, and um, his wife. Right. It's the only scene that is from the Joker's perspective, and that's the one fact we know of the movie that is true, right, within the Batman universe. Everything else that happens, like... Because he was thinking about it in the mental hospital, despite the fact that he wasn't there, he saw it from his perspective. Yes. That's mm. weird. Right. Yeah. Wait, so what about so stuff on the train with the detectives that actually happened? What do you or mean? You're saying just everything is... It could be. Interesting. It could all Shutter be in Island his mind. Shutter Island twist. Yeah. <laughs> I hated Shutter Island Inception. because of that. Me too. <laughs> That's oh. an interesting one. Um... It's a good theory. It's a good theory. Junior, you have some interesting theories sometimes. Do we think also, Do does anyone buy the fact, do we think there's a time jump at the end and how far in the future or like close to present day are we? I mean, Joaquin Phoenix definitely looks heavier. Yeah. So that he was, looks like he's put weight on. He's look like, he looks like he's reg- his regular weight. They've, they've made him look older. Um, or regular age. <laughs> the other story that goes along with why I think it's closer to the to the present day is Robert Pattinson. Oh yeah, here we who go. Who is who is going to be playing the new Batman in Matt Reeves' Batman movie? Had an interview, like he had a spread interview, um, and he was asked about the Joker movie, mm. and he said he had not seen the movie yet. And then he said something, and in the article they said Pattinson then caught himself and asked us to redact what he had said, as it was considered spoilery to the character of the Joker. So, the reason I ask that is, do we think that there is potentially some type of time jump there, and the Bruce Wayne we see in this movie is the Robert Pattinson movie, the Robert Pattinson Batman we will be seeing in Matt Reeves' The Batman? Yeah, that's interesting. Could be. Because we... So, so Screen Rant did an entire thing. You guys familiar with Screen Rant? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, they did an entire thing about how this movie can actually connect with the DCEU. Oh, God. And that this Joker could be an, one of many Jokers that is a an inspiration for um, our good friend Jared Leto. Leto's Joker. Please, God, no. Where he that version is inspired by this one. Maybe it's a child, et cetera, et cetera. But to Arjuna's point, yeah, the Batman that we see played by Robert Patterson could be... Uh, what young Ben Aff- Ben Affleck? Young Ben Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ugh, so here's, here's a few things that's dis- disproving that even Robert Pattinson and Ben Affleck are connected. They've recast. They've cast a new Commissioner Gordon for this movie. It's Jeffrey Wright who plays Bernard in. Oh wow. Um, I'm sorry. Do you know? Uh, can you explain for the uh, audience why that would disprove everything? Well, you see, J.K. Simmons <laughs> is a white actor, <laughs> and Jeffrey Wright is a black actor. <laughs> unless, unless don't, don't, don't see any problem there. Uh, unless you know we had some bleaching or some you know skin <laughs> condition. Reverse Michael Jackson. Oh. Yeah, you know. So, but here's what potentially is more likely: we know definitively 
that or uh, Todd Phillips and multiple around multiple people Warner Brothers execs have said this Joker movie is not connected to the DCEU. We also know for a fact that specifically with Aquaman and even with Shazam, they're like it's loosely connected to the DCEU. Yes, it does take place, but it doesn't necessarily have to take place in the DCEU. What does that mean? Warner Brothers is trying so to shady. <laughs> Warner Brothers yeah. is trying to go away from the DC, this idea of a connected universe. And what they could potentially be doing is building a Bat universe, right? So this Joker could show up in this new Matt Reeves Batman movie, and this is creating a, a new continuity line for Batman. I mean, okay, so Warner Brothers in general, they've got a lot of weird shit going. Like, we've got the DCEU, we have this now thing called the you know Joker, Robert Patterson, tied potentially to that. We also have on the TV side... CW shows, which Ugh. is its own thing, which is having an infinity crisis, crisis which yeah. is actually pulling uh, such favorite um, Superman as um, Tom Welling from Smallville, yep. potentially Dean Cain from uh, Lois and Clark, oh and, and what God. else? Um, Brandon Roth. Brandon Roth from uh, <laughs> that, Superman. That bad Superman. And then also in terms of Batman, the actor that the voice actor that played the Batman. Kevin Conroy from the uh, uh, the nineteen nineties Batman anime series and then yeah, anime shows like Justice League. He's going to make an appearance. So Those old Bruce Wayne. DC <laughs> DC is known for like the multiverse, so it wouldn't be that. I don't think it would be at that outside the realm. I just don't know if the audience can kind of like keep up keep up with I that. <laughs> like, yeah, we've been through like how many Batmans this past like decade? Yeah, there's no <laughs> consistency to it, and it's not like. Warner Brothers uh, and DC are having big announcements like Marvel does, where they lay out their plans. You know, True, like they, they just lay it out and hope everyone catches. They just up. they just kind of like here are the movies and you can connect them however you want to. And release like awful, overly colorful trailers. Yeah, mm. that's like their new thing. <laughs> oh, like Birds of Prey. <laughs> oh God, and the emancipation of one Harley Quinn. The only good thing about I know it's a side tangent, but the only thing I'm excited to see is Ian McGregor play Black Mask. I only hope it. they make him as sadistic as he is in the comics. Yeah. And don't don't pussyfoot around it. You know what yeah. I mean? He's a bad dude. He's I mean, scary. Ian McGregor can pull it off, I feel like. Probably, but I don't feel like the writers will give him that leeway. Probably like, not. I feel like they're going to make him like a super like, ah, oh, hey. Oh, like, well, based on what we've seen so far with that trailer, it seems very kind of like he's in love, obviously, with Harley Quinn. Sure. But, like, there is that whole comic arc where... Black Mass like goes on like a terror, like he murders people in the name of love. So, so speaking of how Warner Brothers, you know, fucks everything up. This is how they'll fuck <laughs> up uh, Birds of Prey. After credit scene, Birds of Prey, Joker shows up, played <laughs> by Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, I would actually maybe not have a problem with that. <laughs> but just to that, like fuck with everyone's that minds. That you know the I mean? Jared Leto mistake. I'm okay with it. Jared Leto isn't a mis- yes, he is. Uh, but, well, anyway, let's get yeah, back into the it, Joker here. Um, be hilarious. We have some fun fact. We have, uh, I guess actually, let's open up to the floor. Does anyone have any rants about? It? I guess that entire section that we just did was the rant, yeah. pretty much. But DCU. not about, but not DCU. about Joker specifically. More Warner Brothers. Yeah. Warner Brothers and the the, the 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 concept of the DCEU, which I mean, it was doomed from it the was beginning. From the beginning. I mean, yeah. well, once they they. I mean, to be fair, they tried to make Christopher Nolan their Kevin Feige. He said no, and they had no backup plan, and That's then they just man. let uh, Zack Snyder do his thing, and that is why it died. Uh, Lo, do you have a hot take for us? Hot take, like controversial yes. opinion? Mm. Yes. Oh, I'm trying to think. I think I had one lined up during the film, and it just like, you know. <laughs> I I will, uh, instead of a hot take, what if I have a hot suggestion, and people can either agree with it, it or not? Yeah. 
better than Heath Ledger Joker. That's that that would be the hot take, but I I don't actually believe it. I don't know if I believe it because it's so different. Um, I think I don't I don't, know I don't, you, I don't know if you I, can actually answer that. I either. don't think you. I don't think it's better. It's different. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah, it's different. Heath had no character arc. He was just kind of a static character, and shit happened yeah. around him. And Joaquin had like this whole like you know arc. character growth yep. over the course of the movie. So it's different. Mm. I might like it better. I might get shot for that opinion. Yeah, <laughs> I, I see. That's the thing, because I don't think you can. I don't think you. I, I think you're absolutely right. You can't compare them. But the you know with Heath Ledger, he was sharing at least half the screen with Batman, right? His character was relying Christian on Christian Bale. Whereas this guy, we got all of Joaquin Phoenix. So I think I, I might enjoy the Joaquin one more. He's a more, he's a more complex character. He's yeah. fully fleshed out. He's the protagonist of the movie. You know, Heath Ledger. He's Led- terrifying. You know, Heath Ledger's Joker is great, but you know, the 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 Dark Knight is a triple narrative of you know Batman, Commissioner Gordon, and uh, Two Face. You know that it's about yeah. those three characters and their arcs, and this agent of chaos, which is the Joker, influencing them. This makes me really want to watch the Dark Knight. <laughs> well, luckily we we can do that. We can. We with have the power of technology. We have at least eight <laughs> copies in this apartment. <laughs> we, we have at least three. I know that. Oh no, I got it. I got the hot take. Actually, Ooh. I just remembered it. Um, in the third act, like you know how the whole the director went on this whole rant about not glorifying him and how in this movie they're making him like a loser and all of that, and then they went and like literally made him like the Jesus of this social movement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you know, like. That kind of just negged your entire rant that he would do, like on the interviews where he was like, "Oh, he's not supposed to be a cool guy." Mm. Yeah. Oh, and that, this you, is I not see. a political movement. Or yeah, a political like, thing. This is not political. He's not supposed to be a cool guy or an example. He should not be someone that they look up to. But then in the movie, they do exactly that in yeah. the third act. I kind of felt like that was a little bit. He like, literally becomes Jesus to these yeah, people. Yeah. Like they carry him out of a car and like lay him on a car, like all you yeah. know. Did anyone think he was dead? No. I, I for a second I thought he was. <laughs> I, I kind of thought he was, and I kind of hoped he was, because I felt like his arc had been complete. Like, I didn't feel like... I felt like it I felt like it would have been a complete movie if he died. Because, I mean, he even says he has no plan, he has no future. Um, it felt like that was where they were going with this character. He would just kind of randomly get hit, but the, ide- the ideas he had would live on. And, and so then the the movie of Joker could work as this could be an origin movie to any Joker. Mm. Jared Leto. He, inspired, oh. he, inspire, he inspires that chaos. Ah. The idea of Joker. Ah. Ah. Like any Leto. other crazy person could take up that mantle. Yeah, exactly. Which, which actually, let's be honest, makes a lot of sense. We have copycats for everything, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know. That's my like running like head canon theory is that Jared Leto's Joker is actually just like a wannabe of the actual Joker right. in yes. their universe. <laughs> Which <laughs> would know? explain why you were so bad at He's it. He's the equivalent of a SoundCloud rapper that tries to be Tupac. Like he <laughs> just kinda <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. So so as a DCEU then is like forty years after this movie, does that mean like old man Joaquin Phoenix Joker shows up and like kills Jared Leto and it's like yes. I'm old man Joker, bitches. <laughs> I would pay a twenty I would pay twenty dollars to see that party. The original screenplay had a lot more tie-ins to that, and they ended up ripping out pages as they were going. Yeah. Like, you know, in the end, how he had those bloody footprints, it was because he had cut open a smile. Yeah. Oh. In the original draft. So yeah. speaking, actually, of the ending, though, so one of the things um, that I think is interesting, and Arjun, you put this in our doc here, that, you know, run to main score is 70% right now. Yes. The big thing that seems to be irking a lot of the critics is that the ending 
specifically where he's in this uh, ward. Yeah. Uh, is it all just a joke? Something that he's telling, you know. But why does that irk people? Because it's not definitive. Oh, it, well, Todd Phillips. Oh, my God. That's the big <laughs> thing is that people are like, you know, and uh, to a degree it makes sense. If this is just a standard one film, oh, standalone, one right. standalone thing is this is the Joker walking Phoenix. We're done. Let's wrap it up. Move on. Then, yeah, I guess then you can have it both ways. The problem is it. we're looking at this film from the perspective of um, Hollywood, Hollywood, <laughs> comic book movies. They have to all be connected, blah, 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 blah. Critics, for whatever reason, I guess, just can't understand that, yeah, you could have it potentially both ways. And I think that makes it more interesting. It's just that it being the Joker, it being Warner Brothers, everyone's like, how is it all connected? They want answers. They want answers. Right. Thing. They yeah. want it spoon-fed to them. Which is kind of, yeah. Where, where do you guys personally, where would you want it to be? Do you want it to be a one-off or a joke? Or do you want it to be a connected I, I, thing? I don't, I would not want a sequel to this. I think it, I think, I think you've told this story. And I don't know, I don't know what else you would do with this character that hasn't, you know, like, this story was the origin of the Joker. You saw this man transform into the Joker. Like, I don't want to see, like, seeing the, seeing this Joker battle with Batman We've seen that before, you know what I mean? Like it it would just be a, a, a slightly different version of the Joker versus yeah. Batman again. Plus it, it'd be kind of sad, like Bruce Wayne's yeah. running around beating up a guy with a laughing disorder. With a mental like a mental health <laughs> disorder, you know, yeah. disability. You know, it's it's like it's not funny. Yeah. 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 That's what I cool. felt. This Joker cool. wasn't really that funny. Like even as the Joker, he wasn't really it wasn't like ha ha, make me laugh right. or there was no real punchline to his yeah. killings. It's a tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. The whole movie is very tragic. I, I I actually completely agree with Arjuna, except that they shouldn't make a Joker sequel. But you know, what if there was a creative way where you know they could have him fight Batman, but it wouldn't be like your traditional that it wouldn't be done in the traditional way because this is not a traditional Joker, right? So I don't know what that looks like, but like I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Joaquin Phoenix again as the Joker, and. It, him fighting Batman if it's, you know, different than the traditional thing that we've seen already. But again, I don't know what that looks like. Maybe like some grander scale thing where he has like an army of like wannabe clowns. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And it's, and he's not, you know, maybe he's not doing it through crime. Maybe he's doing it a different way. Uh, or, oh, so I guess, I guess something like that. In that theory, you'd rather see a Joker versus Bruce Wayne movie. That would be, I think, kind of interesting. Well, but then again, we 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 already saw Joker versus Thomas Wayne. Yeah, right? sure. Kind of, you know. But that would that would that would be the logical sequel to this, right? Because this was very much this was not a comic book movie of like good versus evil, right? Like, you know, going to the big third act, you know, final battle, save the world type of event, right? Yeah. What if it's like him trying to hunt down Bruce Wayne and convince him that they're brothers? <laughs> That's weird. But Bruce Wayne is already Batman. That reads so like now you're fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That which super makes it, fan Which fiction. makes it amazing. That reads like fan fiction written by the Joker. He's in the mental hospital. And dear diary. Dear Bruce. <laughs> Batman is my brother. I want us to come together. I think it. I, I think it. Know. I think it's better if it's just done. Just done. Leave it as a one-off. I think the problem though is, it's a com- it's a comic book character. Yeah, that's the problem. DC if you, won't want to do that. This made money, so they're going to yeah. either take this and make a dozen sequels with it or make a bunch of copycat wannabe Martin Scorsese films. What they should, Which is what will happen. What Todd Phillips <laughs> should have done was internally called it the Joker, externally, marketing and everything, just called it... 
Funny man. <laughs> Funny man or something. Yeah, it's just something something else. The fact that it's called Joker, I think it's kind of it's ruined it to a degree. Just call it like call, Ar- Arthur. Call it like the King of Hearts. Like a different card. Or call it like card. Fleck. Call it, some, call it something else, but I don't think you have to call it Joker. The fact yeah. that they called him Arthur Fleck, Affleck. Yeah. They're tying yeah. it in, and we didn't even realize it this whole <laughs> oh time. Oh, my God. <laughs> the best guerrilla Wait, marketing you've ever this seen. This is young Ben Affleck. It's Affleck. Like, I was thinking that the when he showed his like mailbox, I was like, God damn it. They pulled the fast one. They did. <laughs> Whoa, he's Batman. Uh, a couple fun facts. So this won the Golden Lion at the Venice Film Festival. And the last two Golden Lion winners also won Best Pictures at the, at the Oscar. Ooh. I just want everyone to be aware that nobody gives a fuck about the Oscars. So if only that were true. Well, but I mean, I don't care. Th- that don't means know. that this either. this this movie though might have the potential to be the first comic book the first movie. comic book movie to win Best Picture at the Oscars. I mean, I'm kind of root. I root for that definitely for his performance alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I pointed at you. Like, yeah, Chris's performance. performance has been great. I will say the sound design I thought was really good. I don't know. I'm saying that from an uneducated, unprofessional, but sound like guy. the soundtrack. But then also like the sounds itself, like the music when it would change, and it just you know. You could feel his mood changing with the music. Cinematography, too. It was real claustrophobic looking in the first half. And then they started using a lot more wider shots with less clutter Mm -hmm. as he makes his transformation. Oh, interesting. Yep. Nice. It's that time, kids. Oh, shit. What are we doing? (laughs) Oh, we're answering. (laughs) I was like, what are we doing? What's going on in this podcast? Uh, So we're answering that question of uh, was it good? So, uh, Lo, you're the guest. So, Lo, was Joker good? Definitely. Like, I'd give it a second, third, fourth watch. Nice. Wow. There you go. Perfect. Now you get to ask somebody else. Was it good? Arjuna? I would say that this movie was, in fact, a good movie. Oh, my God. I enjoyed it. <laughs> wow. Um, and I would also watch it again. Yes. Mm. Hot Krishna. Take. Krishna, was Joker good? Joker was good. And I would definitely watch it again. For sure. And uh, that's gonna ra- that's gonna do it. All right. Wow. I'm just Christian. kidding. Wow. Ravi wow. was Joker good. <laughs> yes, it was good, and Dell uh, probably watch it again. Cool. I feel like it's a it's movie. Unanimous. I feel no like brainer. it's a, I feel like it's a movie you'll get something different in a second viewing. Second you, and third viewing. Yeah, you'll pick up on different things, on different themes. Um, I'm also excited to see how this movie ages. So as mm-hmm. the world changes, you know, the next generation will probably find this movie and. I'd be curious to see what their thoughts are on it. Well, I think a lot depends, right? Yeah, and what happens. The state the of world. the world at that point. Yep. I think yeah. it has like the potential to have like killing joke type longevity where people yeah. will oh. still reference that comic now. Because yeah. wow. it was kind of like, whoa, this was revolutionary. First comic book movie to look at it from a serious standpoint. Right. Yep. Especially if it wins any kind of Oscar. Prestige. Yep. Prestige. There you <gasps> the go. Prestige, the movie. Uh, <laughs> Lo, thank you again for being on the podcast. Where can people find you? Do you have a Twitter and Instagram? <laughs> Instagram. What's your Instagram? Made of Horror thirteen, like M A I D. And Lo, what is your big thing? And we didn't even kind of like this is this is your moment to plug in anything, any projects, anything you want to promote. Go ahead. Um, music videos mostly, photos of haunted houses. That's about it. Cosplay modeling. Mm. We <laughs> should we should probably mention the fact that uh, since I'll be cosplaying next week at Comic Con, Lo here is the one who does the Joker makeup. 
Yep, and I dyed my hands green for a full week to make sure that wig was the right shade of green. So, Holy like, that scene shit. where he was dyeing his hair and it was all over the place, I lived through that. It went all over my boots. It ruined a pair of Doc Martens. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Good luck. All worth it. It's the right shade of green. It's all nice. that matters. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, everyone. Uh, for those listening, you can find us on Twitter at Was It Good, on Instagram at Was It Good BTM, on Twitch at Was It Good. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with another podcast whenever the hell I feel like it. <laughs> it's probably next week. Yeah, probably. Goodbye. <laughs>